so we're here for a second episode. We thought we'd never get to do a second episode. Yep. Movie Seriosity is back. Um, we took a bit of a break <laughs> after the first one. Yeah, and we appreciate the incoming support that you guys <laughs> were asking us for. You know, you guys yeah. were crazy about the show, so we're glad to be back on the air. Yeah, I mean, I don't know which you guys you're talking about. Well, the one lad. <laughs> um, oh, that was me. Oh, yeah. So thank thank you, then. Um, you're welcome. Yeah, you're it's welcome. a good show. I believe in you. Oh, thank you. So, our, our listeners compromise everyone who's on the show. Yep. That's good. I um, hope they listen to this one. Well, it's like self-belief. You know, it's yeah. a good way to begin with. Right. Well, we're back. Right. So, um, we're going to see Thor tonight. No, we're not. Okay, what are we going to see? Do you want to tell the viewers? Well, I've I've forced you, and I, I've been made to say forced. I've been forced to say forced. Yep. I've forced you. You're coming to see Marvel's Infinity War. On a rock. Um, Not quite on a rock. Okay. Thor's not in this one. He is in this one. Who's in this one? No. Everyone. In so this Thor. One. No, not everyone. Pretty much everyone. Except okay. the X-Men. They're not. And Daredevil. Well. And Deadpool. Not everyone's and in it, but a lot of people are in it. Okay, so who's in it? You have the Avengers are all in it. Mm-hmm. Um, Politically correct Panther. Yes. Um, you have... Because it's current. Well, you have Guardians of the Galaxy as well. Are they in it? They're in it. How did they get in it? They're, just, they're in the galaxy, so they're, they're trying to guard it. Um, but the main thing that we're trying to discuss here, this is before we've seen the film. So I think we're Bane actually recording in, this. Bane is in it. He isn't, I'm just going to let you know. Um, before we actually see it, we're recording this. So basically what I want to do is just get your kind of prediction for what you're going to see. In the last podcast, you said you're tired of seeing Marvel films. You said you'd never see one again. And that, this is why I had to force you to come to this one. Um, there's been rave reviews about this film. It's rated 9 out of 10 IMDb. It was hyped up to the max, and it seems to be living up to the hype based off of the reactions for it. You said in the last podcast, every superhero film is the same. The reason I'm bringing you to this one is I don't think it's going to be the same. Okay, I think it will. Um, I'm I'm terrible about like anime and stuff like that, so I don't really know who's in this movie. Um, but, you know, like uh, we'll see how it goes, but I don't have any hope for it. No hope? No. Any... Okay, so the last one we seen was Wonder Woman. That was rated 7 or 8, I can't remember, out of 10 on IMDb. This one's rated 9. Yeah. Do you think it would be any better than that one? Well, like, Chris Rock is going to carry the movie um, because I just, I, um, I've nothing else to go and see it for just except Chris Rock. Chris Rock. And yeah. where did you hear Chris Rock was making an appearance? He's in Black the... Panther. <laughs> I mean, no, he isn't. Who's the black lad in it? There's, what you mean? There's a Black Panther in it. Yeah, Black Panther is is a is Chris Rock. No, it isn't Chris Rock. I'm I'm afraid. <laughs> who's who's playing the Black Panther? It's not. Chris it's Rock. Elba. It's not Chris Rock. Okay, who is it? Um, Chadwick. What's the second? You're making that up. No, it's not Chris Rock. Yeah, it is because it's, <laughs> it's Chris Rock. So I'm looking forward to seeing Chris how Chris Rock performs because it's a total change of character uh, from the Rush Hour movies. So I'm looking forward to seeing that and like Jackie Chan as Thor. So um, Jackie Chan as Thor. Yeah, remember when we were doing the research? No, <laughs> I don't. We researched this Chris Rock, Jackie Chan as a Black Panther. 
Jackie Chan is Thor. Who's Captain America? Natalie Portman. It's Captain America. <laughs> and who's Iron Man? Uh, Jeff Daniels. Jeff from Daniels. Dumb and Dumber. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, he's moved up. Yeah. Okay. Um, so it should be a funny, funny film then. Well, it's shaping up to be a good one. Like, you know, I wish it actually existed. It's amazing that, you know, you you weren't looking forward to this. But now that you think about it... Could you have big names in it? Like, Yeah, you do. You really do. But in all seriousness. Yeah. You're not having any hope for this film at all? No. I'm not, I was going to say why, but you jumped ship when Toby was there. Yeah. So We're going to get t-shirts made with that. It's Spider-Man. <laughs> Spider-Man's in it. Mm-hmm. And uh, Joe Rogan has a cameo. Does he? Mm-hmm. Whereabouts? Did you see that? No, like, he has. He bought a cameo, so he has it in his house. No, he bought a Camaro of the van. Oh, yeah. Um. So, right, you, you're expecting what out of ten, then, for this Nothing. One? Well, the last time, you we rated Wonder Woman a six or a seven. That was like an hour and a half to fight for the six for you, because you had something, you had a thing for Gargano. <laughs> yeah, my thing was, she was, she was good. As Wonder Woman. Yeah, but... This is Marvel, though. That was decent. If she didn't look like that, would you have rated it? She wouldn't have been Wonder Woman if she didn't look like that. So it's irrelevant. Irrelevant point there. She wouldn't have got the wrong. <laughs> so, um... That's not... So, a, Chris not Rock, really Jackie Chan... Listen, I don't know where you're getting this cast from. That's incorrect. Not not accurate at all. I don't know. You, you must be mixing it up with... Who's... Is the Hulk in it? He is in it. Yeah. Mark Ruffalo is the Hulk. Okay. Do you like him? Is there a movie called Gruffalo? There, there's a book, I think, called yeah. Gruffalo. He should be in that. He should. If I they make the, the book into a film, <laughs> he should be the first one considered. Like, I don't know. There's nothing really very intellectual for a more intellectual, like, older audience in these comic book movies. <clears throat> like, so maybe Jordan Peterson should play the Hulk. Should play the Hulk? Yeah. And, like, he crushes them with 12 steps. Hmm. Interesting. To death. 12 steps to death. Yeah. Nice one. Yeah. Um, so, we have to have a word with our research team. I'm sorry <laughs> to the one guy listening. Jamie, pull that shit up. Um, <laughs> in terms of what you think this film is going to be. Over. No, no. But what do you think this film, like if you were to say the start of it's going to be like this, the middle of it's going to be like this, and the end is going to be like this. I just want to see how wrong you're going to be. Um. I won't enjoy it any start, of it. No, how does it start? Like you, you say all of them are the same, so it should be easy. It starts very dramatic, and then you have a few of them like each other, a few of them don't, and then as it goes on, they're going to have differences, and then they'll settle the differences because a bad guy will get involved, mm-hmm. and then after they beat the bad guy, they're going to come back and go, you know what, you're not so bad, or whatever they end up saying. And then it'll end, and I hear a few people die, so I'm hoping it's the entire cast, but you know, <laughs> the majority of them... People are saying they're going to die, but you know I have no hope for it really because it's just my personal opinion. I have no entertainment value from it. So if the entire cast died, you'd you'd walk away a happy man. If they hadn't made the movie, I'd walk away a happy man. So but, if I could just sit in the empty cinema theater. But then you know what? We wouldn't be happy because um, there wouldn't be any podcast number two and uh, people have been dying. For but we scene. could have done a different movie. Yeah, but more controversial movie, like the worst movie of the century or something. I thought this is what you said would be the worst movie of the century. No, there's another one that people called with the worst movie of the century, but I loved it. Was it The Room by Tommy Wiseau? No. Mother. Mother. Yeah. If you guys want to hear us do a review of that, we could always do that. So let us know. And by that, he means you're going to comment in in, in your own video <laughs> that you want us to do a review of that. Yeah. Well, we wait until we see, see what comments we leave ourselves. 
Uh, right, so, so you're not Rock, expecting Jackie very, Chan. Yeah, Chris Rock, Jackie Chan. Jordan Pearson. Jordan Pearson. And uh, Natalie Portman as Captain America, of course. Okay, so you're looking forward to it? Yeah. Big time. Mm-hmm. Okay. And apparently Chris Pine did the credits on it. He did the credits? Yeah. Like, by hand? Yeah. Well, that's perfect. Okay. Like, they're not straight, but he did them anyway. And he just signed them all off? Yeah, so... I heard John Hancock did that. I'll be staying till the very end. Yeah. Not for the secret reveal scene that, you know, the Marvel movies have at the end. No secret anymore. No, just... The reveal scene at the end of a marathon, it's kind of like bonus meme. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to see Chris Pine's credits. It it is bonus meme, though, isn't it, really? What do you mean, bonus meme? Have you ever seen, like, a PewDiePie meme review? Yeah. At the end, sometimes he gives bonus meme. I always just turn them off when, like, the main point... See, you missed the bonus meme is the best one. And some say it's it's the same as a regular meme, but... Bonus meme has the title bonus meme before, yeah. So it's, it's even better than a regular one. So that's basically what Marvel's doing is bon- bonus meme. Yeah, I can save this till, till the majority of the podcast comes along, but we have to talk about PewDiePie as well and how your opinion has changed because somebody else said what I was saying. No, that's and not it's, true. In the pub- it's in the public domain now, so you know, it's, it's always been in the public domain. He agrees with me now because PewDiePie uh, said something that I had said months oh, before no. and he wouldn't accept. No, that is incorrect. We'll discuss in full later. Okay. But going into this film, hope's not very high unless Chris Rock and Jackie Chan make an appearance. Well, if either one of them die, I'll be very upset. Okay. But Chris Pine's credits could save them in the last minute. Okay. Um, I think you're going to be totally wrong about this film. Okay. I, I take your point on board you made in the last podcast about similarities in... Marvel films, similar arcs. You said all superheroes were the same. You came up with, like, Disease Man or something as your own superhero, as far as I recall. We have a new one we're going to debut called Movemento. Okay. So we'll tell you about that in in the, the main show afterwards. Well, I think I think this one isn't going to follow that structure at all. And I think that's why the reviews are so good for this. Um, so everything, forget everything you think you know, the old adage. Um, I think you're going to be proved wrong today. Okay. Okay. I'll be in wasting money. <laughs> Let's see. <coughs> we'll see you after the show. Okay. Boom. We've just come from seeing the film. Um, first thoughts. We haven't spoken about it since. We've literally walked in silence from the cinema to until now. We haven't said what we think of the film as of right now. What were your first impressions? You went in... Um, looking forward to seeing Chris Rock and Jackie Chan. Yeah, and they weren't in it just to start with. Uh, oh, no. Yeah, a bit of a letdown. Like it, w- it really would have been better if they were in it. Um, but overall, I went in. Of, uh, I went into the movie trying to or hoping I'd enjoy it, uh, and I really wanted to enjoy it, but I just didn't. It did nothing. Like it did nothing big for me. Like you know, I was expecting a lot more excitement and more closure at the end of the whole thing for the story. But literally, disclaimer alert, okay, throughout this whole thing, okay, we just have to put that in in case anybody's sensitive and they haven't seen the movie yet. If if you have not seen the film yet and you intend on seeing the film, we would recommend you do so before listening to this and maybe come back to this after. Um, if you want it to be a complete surprise, if you want no surprises at all, um, spoiled for you, go watch the film first and then come back to this podcast. And... 
hopefully you're not so sensitive uh, and you just you listen to the podcast, but you, you end up actually making your own opinion of it like after you've seen it. But the, at the moment, this is just our opinion. So, so you, you, you said you, you have your warning now, lads. You've been warned. Let that be it. Right, let that, let that be it now. <laughs> right. Now, where was I? You said you, you weren't oppressed by I started the to say I started to say something, uh, but I forget the point I was going down because I just wanted to make sure the disclaimer is in it. Fair play. Okay, uh, that's, you're a good guy. Yeah, see, I look after my people. <laughs> um, right, but you, you, you mentioned so two things. You said the uh, action, yeah. and then you said the closure at the end wasn't well. I, for you. Like being a superhero movie, it's similar to when you're watching a James Bond movie or something. You know, it's kind of you get used to the the nice little neat package at the end of it, mm-hmm. but this just trails on and goes to a black screen. When pretty much the feeling is just like you know, a big letdown. That like, oh, the bad guy wins or some shit like that. Or there's loads of questions rather than anything being answered. So for me, it's just a real big thing of frustration. Okay, but in terms of action, you you, it's surprising you'd mention action because. I can't remember a film. Action. Well, I can't remember a film with as much action as that, to be honest. And obviously, it helps that the film is two and a half or so hours long. There's a lot of time for action, but there is quite a good few action scenes, pretty much throughout the film. Like it's fairly well peppered across the whole timeline of the film. There's quite a few different story arcs going along. It isn't just the one, you know, the typical one arc of a film um what i thought was good and what i thought you would have enjoyed would be the fact that this didn't follow the typical story arc that you're always complaining that every film follows in marvel this one was was quite a bit different was it not more it was i don't know i suppose it was a bit more exciting starting off but then like because i i heard there was like you know meant to be deaths of characters in it but like you know they're the deaths are done in such a way that they're so vague like anyone who dies in it could just be brought back and they will be brought back i think there's certain ones that can't be though the ones that die properly are not the ones but they there's no proper death in marvel they can be resurrected at any stage but i think the ending deaths are different to the ones throughout the film you know what i mean not really like when you've seen the movie, like you'll just see, just loads of people just vanish. Yeah, but so vanishing into thin air that that could be anything. No. Whereas the deaths that you see on screen, they're like confirmed deaths, as far as I'm concerned. I I don't see any way in which those deaths can be actually brought back. Whereas the vanishing one, it could be like you could make them unvanish essentially. But the ones that died throughout, I can't see that being uh, brought back in any way. To be okay. honest. I'm not sure about that first death, but the one where your woman is thrown off, mm-hmm. uh, she is going to be resurrected somehow because uh, that you know somehow the like the rings or the diamond whatever he has for his knuckles, uh, Thanos or whatever his name was, um, something is going to come in with that. She'll be resurrected, and then oh, it'll be happy Guardians of the Galaxy three. They, anybody can be resurrected. There is, I, there's nothing finite in it. I disagree. You disagree that... We'll I see don't think... I, well, no, I don't think those deaths... I don't think the death of that girl... I, I, I know we gave a spoiler alert, but I don't want to spoil it entirely. You should watch the movie. What are you doing? Sitting the movie. That's true. Um, I don't think the deaths in the film... Like, you have two deaths immediately, pretty much. I think they're rock solid. They're not coming back. I don't think the death you just referred to 
where the person gets thrown off. I think that's rock solid. I don't think that person's coming back. I think as far as the deaths at the end, they, there's a grey area. Yeah, there's, they're not technically deaths. Yeah, They're going to be transported to some other place and they wake up not knowing what's going on. Okay, but even if that is the case and they haven't died and turned to ash or whatever, there's still quite a few deaths. There's still quite a few surprises in terms of when you're going into it, you don't know who's, like, even with yourself, you, you knew there would be some deaths. You didn't know how Hopefully. that would happen. But there were no real ones. Well, I think there were. In my view, there wasn't, because you're you're just waiting for resurrections. Like, there's going to be 20 Jesuses in this movie. There's going to be so many resurrections. Well, um, it wouldn't, if, if it was resurrections, and you're talking about the ending, that would be half of the population of the universe. Well, yeah, everyone's going to come back at some stage. Like, if not everybody, like, the major characters will. So what I thought was good, though, right, um, regardless of that, I, I don't think that... If, I don't think that really is a negative of a film. Like, that you don't believe that it's everlasting. Like, the fact that it could be rectified in, in the next film, I don't think it validates any criticism of the current film that we're speaking of. I know, but the thing for me was, like, I, I started to say that, um, the fact that there was mortality implied in it, like, you know, okay, people, characters might actually die, like, properly die and not have mm-hmm. a chance of coming back. Yeah. That added an extra layer of excitement. It's like if you were watching a James Bond movie, but word had spread that James Bond actually dies mm-hmm. in this movie. Mm-hmm. You'd watch it and it would have an extra layer of tension rather than just knowing that the superhero is going to survive. And they will. They'll bring back the second movie of this, whatever, whenever they decide to. Mm-hmm. Everybody will be back. They'll kill Thanos, all this shit. And we'll be back to square one again, and we'll be doing franchises all over again. So okay, but the mortality I, I, thing was cancelled out there very are, early. There are certain ones that were mortal, and I like the those couple deaths that I'm referring to. That was a factor for those. Whatever about the ones at the end, what you're speaking of was a factor for those throughout the film. They did have the mortal element, and that's why I don't think they're coming back at all. I think they're more serious deaths than the whole finale. Mortality was implied in the start of it, but then we're not dealing with mortal people in these stories, so and the whole Marvel universe can just be resurrected at any time. Okay, but that's like that, the hearsay. That isn't the case at the minute. We can only kind of deal with what we have. No, so, I, I, this is a. I want to listen back to this when the next one comes out, and I see if I'm right or wrong. Yeah, but we. I don't think you'll be totally right because I don't think every single person that dies would be brought back. Obviously, Marvel would have different reasons for killing off different characters. Well, that would be more interesting to actually have them die because it adds, like, a human... So you, you're not going to watch the next one by the sounds of it anyway. Probably not, out. but it would, it would kind of... Maybe I would watch it if there was actually a chance of real death in the superhero universe. In but I think you've just witnessed real deaths, but you don't believe that they're real until the next one. There has to be closure for it to be real. Like, uh, but the thing with, with Marvel, though, is, like, even though, like, each film has its arc and everything, it is kind of a continuous story. And this has been building up for the last ten years to this film, and obviously the, the sequel to this film. But there is a continuous element to it, so there's never full closure to any of these films. It might end that kind of chapter, but it's always... There's always an, another chapter. It's always a continuous story. It's not like your traditional one-off film where there's a, a start and an end. It's kind of where you've left off and where you're going to pick it up the next time. There's never a, a, a closure, per se, in, in these films. 
I was hoping for, honestly, at the start of it, Tony Stark looked like the weakling in the whole thing, or he had aged. So I was hoping the end would end with either him getting married to a woman, because he implies that, or a funeral. And a funeral of one of the characters would have been a perfect way to end it, because it would have made this stupid superhero universe human. And it would have made it more accessible for people like me who prefer more realistic stuff and actual threats of characters dying in a movie than just superficial, oh, the bad guy's there, the good guy's there, you know the good guy's going to win, or, you know, the bad guy wins, but it's only halfway through, folks, so keep watching, and here's the second part of that movie where the good guys actually win, and it's boring. Okay, but, so some of the superheroes do have, like, godlike kind of uh, ancestry, and, you know, are, like, half-god, whatever, but some of them are mortal, you know, and some of them have that kind of, so Tony Stark is basically... Like Elon Musk, essentially, of a kind of superhero world, where he's just very rich and has all the top technology and stuff, but he is just a human being. Same with, like, Spider-Man would have mortal element to him as well. Like, he has certain abilities, but he's still mortal, do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. So, I feel like there's a there's a scene where you think Tony is just about dead. I was and hoping. that would shock a lot of people. And I actually thought, going into it, they were going to try and just kill off. Because I didn't know there was a sequel when, when, when starting watching this. But I, I, what I thought was, from like a business perspective, they would just kill off the older characters. Mm-hmm. And kind of, you know, that's how they would do it for... So they'd get good dramatic effect because they're obviously the ones with the kind of heaviest punch. You know, they, they would pack the heaviest hit yeah. um, for the audience. But also, it kind of passes the torch then to the younger generation the older guys are all on huge, huge money. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, they're only going to be young enough to do the roles for a certain number of years more. So that's what I thought, they were going to kill the older ones off, leaving the kind of younger cast to kind of pick up the torch and then maybe introduce more younger ones into it. But that wasn't really the case. By the end of it, a lot of the original ones, I think all of the original Avengers were, were there. Yeah. Uh, they were all the ones that survived. And then surprising that like even um, Black Panther's character disappeared, and he was only introduced in the last Marvel film right before. Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't know. I, I could could you get more value from this film than Wonder Woman at least, or all the other Marvel films because of there is like your complaint for the most part the last time was that they're all the same. This one you have other types of complaints, but. That isn't one of them. It isn't the same this time. Mm-hmm. It's a different arc. It's a different set of kind of problems that you had with this particular film. But can you can you gather some sort of appreciation for the fact that they've mixed it up a bit? Well, no, because you could see it coming. Like, you know, over the last 10 years, everybody knew it was going to lead to some kind of crescendo and we're still jerking off. We haven't even come to the stage of orgasm or release at this stage with these movies we're still being strung along so we have to wait till the next one but if the next one was guaranteed like the last when they have the money to make all the movies they want and get them done and finish the story and move on with your life you know but this is going to go on for the next 10 years as well so that's what pissed me off about it and does really having more character arcs or story arcs make a better movie or does it cause just confusion well, I was never really confused. Were you confused at any point in the film? 
I don't even know because I, I was more pissed off at the whole thing than confused. I was like, halfway through it, I was like, I'm fucking wasting time here. My my thing is like, there's so many characters that they had, like just in terms of a task that they had for the the director and everything that had to go into this. There were so many characters, like huge stars. Like you have to say, I've, I've never seen a film there's many huge stars in it. I recognise Samuel L. Jackson at the very end, but I don't know anybody else's name in it. In the whole film? I didn't know one person's name in the whole movie. As in the character's name or the actors? Actors, characters, anything. I might have known the character names That's of a few. You didn't recognise recognize Scarlett Johansson? No. Robert you you had Jr. to tell me Scarlett Johansson's name. Well, I thought and I was telling you. Danny Jr., but that, that's about it. Really? Yeah. You, you, you know Chris Pratt? <laughs> I know his name now, but I know I know what the character or the actor who plays Thor looks like. See, I don't go Chris to Hemsworth. I don't. No, but these are big actors I outside to, Marvel, though. I had these... to ask you who uh, who that was, and you had to tell me Captain America. Yeah, but I mean, you don't watch Marvel films, so I thought fair enough. You know, without seeing him in the Shield and all this, you might not know who he is because he obviously most of him is covered if he's in his full suit and stuff. But like. I don't know. That's that's surprising that you don't know the the actors because they're all big actors outside Marvel. They're not just Marvel guys. Like they're all in their own right. They could all be lead actors of a film. You know. I like uh, Benedict Cumberbatch as well. I forgot about him. Uh, so yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch and and he played a big role. Robert Downey Jr. Not really. Well, in terms as far as big roles went, other than Thanos, of the kind of say Thanos. I don't know the guy's name. I don't know who voiced him, to be honest. See, none of none of this matters to me, and like that's why I'm saying now this is the last superhero movie I'll watch. Except maybe the next one, because you want to find out. I'll wait on you to tell me how it goes. <laughs> I'm not watching any more of these things. Right. <laughs> I just cannot because it's such a source of frustration. Like the immature humor in it pissed me off so much. Did you laugh at anything? Absolutely nothing. I I was holding my face like just like oh Jesus Christ. Can you like? Can you speed it up? Can we stop with the teenage jokes here and just actually get on with the action? But it is such a big thing that you know they have to kind of appeal to everyone, and I guess that's the type of humor you know that you have to implore then in that situation where you're trying to appeal to everyone. It has to be kind of lowest common denominator humor. And to be fair, even in the screening we were just in, there was a lot of laughs from the rest of the audience. Yeah, a few like one woman, people. you know, had a problem. I think, but that's why she was laughing. Yeah, but I mean, there was people that, like laughing, giggling at times, you know, at at the jokes. So maybe it just wasn't your cup of tea. But there I was, know. I I think there was a few funny moments in the film, and I think the director did it well. Where in moments of tension, he knew when to put a bit of humor in to release that tension a bit. There was a lot of build up and release. I think they did that well, really well. That's kind of a false release then because really he should have had closure with action when there's a tense bit. Well, there was a lot of action though as well. But closure from the to end that action. Or do you just make a joke? Well, no, because... And string the time, it along. The time, the time the jokes were made were kind of... It pissed me off. They were in anticipation of the action, the jokes. So the, the joke... Like, so the... It was tense thinking of what was going to happen in the action. And then the joke is like, okay, you know, we're going to go into this, whatever. But in the action, there wasn't jokes. Like, what they weren't fighting and then jokes, other than, like, one or two lines. But that kills it. Well, I don't know if you're not a horror horror movie fan. But when you're watching a horror movie, uh, I don't know, I can't name 
any specifically like I suppose you could say the ring or something like that um where you know there's like this big house and someone's walking through it and the music is really tense and you're amped up and the perfect thing to do there is to start the chase or the like the assault from the killer or something like that mm-hmm. but then it's a cat at the window that jumps up and then kills that tension that was built and you have to work to get that back up again but what you have a lot of the time in, in horror films, and, I, and, I, and I'm not a big fan. That's what the comedy did in the Marvel movie for me. It just killed any kind of tension they were trying to build. But see, it was such a long film. To build the tension for that long, I don't think would be sustainable. And I think a lot of people would just come out of it kind of very drained and I prefer that. enjoyed it, though. But this is coming from somebody who enjoyed Mother. So I prefer to be drained. Yeah, yeah. And that's like a completely opposite end of the spectrum film and that tends to be the movie I go for is the more mature type of movie where I wouldn't go near a comic book movie mm. only that you know you you wanted to go and see it right. to, for the podcast like, for you know. the podcast to see because would you acknowledge at least for this one it kind of went against your your issues with other Marvel films no it was just a lot more of them on one screen but it doesn't follow your usual story. Like, the, what you said would happen before the film. Mm-hmm. That's why I asked the question, because I didn't think it would match. And it didn't really match. They start out happy, but they don't like each other. But then the bad guy comes down, they beat the bad guy, and then they kind of get along with each other. We have another that movie to watch. Happen. But that didn't happen in this film. It that was your prediction for this film. It will in the next one. I thought this was going to be one story on its own. But now I, they're doing that typical blockbuster bullshit but it didn't start out happy so it's you're, typical you're wrong from the beginning there. it's typical blockbuster bullshit where they just keep it going to the next movie and then you'll find that i'm right but we'll have forgotten we had this conversation so hmm. you know we'll we'll i will be right when we see the next movie but, but it, well for this one it's just like you can't be because it didn't start with them happy it started bang straight away you're with the you're with thanos he's midway through pillaging the universe um, you know, that's not starting out happy. You're starting out in a kind of a frenzy to kind of get organized to fight the guy. And before they get a chance to get organized, essentially it's too late. They don't they don't have enough time to assemble. Like if they actually had further notice of him and they could all get together, they would have a great chance of stopping him. But the the whole thing created like a sense of I don't know, like you kind of were nearly frustrated then that they were disorganized and it nearly came together at the end but it wasn't enough mm-hmm. you know so i don't know it, it doesn't follow the usual arc of a film that you you say happens all the time it didn't do that so i think it needs credit for that i think the other place it needs credit is the the evil character in quotes in this film isn't your typical evil character i feel like um you can kind of reason with him a bit as to his motives and stuff. Mm. I think he has kind of like you can see where he's coming from. Who? Loki? Thanos. Oh, Thanos. Okay. Um, you can see where he's coming from. He's trying to do good, but in a in a kind of a wrong way in his head. But then he's going to do wrong, and he's deluded. But is he? Maybe he's right. Like you he's know, what a, I mean? he's as right as Hitler was. He has the same ideas. But so. You can Wrong. see why he's thinking that way. No. As misguided as it might be, if that's his thinking, then what he's doing is kind of justified in his own head. And he's, he's, his intentions are good, but his execution is wrong. Well, he's a genocidal psychopath. Then. Yeah, but he's trying to do it for what he believes is the betterment of, 
everyone. Yeah, but he lacks empathy, and he lacks sympathy. So, what kind of leader is he? Well, he got the um, soulstone, so he doesn't lack sympathy and empathy. How many? That was the point of that particular stone. How many main Avengers are there? Main ones. There's probably a core of like four or five. Okay. The next movie is going to end where about six Avengers are going to have a stone each, and Thanos is going to be dead. How are they going to get it off? What's the next one? Well, that's the whole point. That's the whole point of the film. And that's the whole point of any film. Is like, if you knew exactly what was going to happen, you wouldn't bother seeing it. So, like, that's what they're doing. They can't just tell you what's going to happen. You know... No, I'm just guessing, but... Well, yeah, but again, you'd have to see the next one to, to find out. Yeah. But then you'd come out of the next one and say, oh, I knew what that was going to happen. But you, well, you don't really know. It's recorded happened. here, so we'll see if I'm right. But... Uh, how are they going to get them, though? You said you don't know. I don't know that. Like, you'd have to talk to Stan Lee or whoever's doing his stuff since, you know, he's getting old. Oh, yeah? You don't think he's doing his own stuff? Uh, he started his own stuff, but he's, like, getting old, as I say. So there's, I'm sure there's a big department doing what he used to do. Do you like his little cameo? No, they're old now. Kind of boring. <laughs> Predictable. You know, and there's Stan Lee. Yeah. You know. Yeah, he came in early, though, this time. He just kind of... He did, on a bus, yeah. Yeah. Can we talk about those fucking costumes? Which costume? The animated costumes that look like shit. Like the, the one the Bruce Banner was wearing. The, the, it was bad at the end. It was kind of obvious. It's like a floating head and the machine, like the... Yeah, it was blurry kind of and it looked bad. outfit. I didn't watch any of the Spider-Man movies with this new guy. And the outfit is just so shit looking. I which, couldn't which one? believe it. And the Iron he's Man got one at the beginning and he's got one at the end. Well, the soft looking one. The, like, Well, they're both looking shit. They're both clearly animated. Like, you know, but why can't they just go with a real one? Yeah, um, you know the well, costumes I, looked awful. I like the the new Spider Man, uh, Tom Holland. I think he does a good job. Um, Another name I didn't know. Yeah, well, he you that's fair enough. You wouldn't know him because he's new. Um, he wouldn't have starred in like many films standalone before this. Like it's kind of his breakout role. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, you wouldn't have seen the recent Spider Mans. Like so, that's fair enough. You you probably wouldn't have known him. But, like, I feel like he fits the role of Spider-Man good. I think he's got, like, good kind of comedic timing. He's, I don't know, he, he he's kind of likeable as well, you know. He he fits the bill to me of what Spider-Man should be. Like, he does it way better than, like, the Andrew Garfield attempt. That was a disaster. He just looked like somebody my fist should rest in his face. Yeah. yeah and you don't, what, so you, He looked like a little dweeb, a little... A little runt, you know. When Spider Man is meant to be, you know. Well, Tobey Maguire. Which... I know I referred to that in the last one, but like, I liked Tobey Maguire as Spider Man more than this fella, because I think the costume was right because it was actually real material, and. But that's know, just because I reckon that's only because the technology wasn't there to give him a cooler suit. But the the technology looks like he's just floating. Like you know, when he takes off his mask or something, it's clearly animation, mm-hmm. and it's like it's. But you see, what I was blown away by, and I kind of nudged you and mentioned it at the very end, the number of people that go into making these films mm-hmm. is just ridiculous. Like, thousands of people. Like, it's nearly insane to just sit there as you're waiting for a bonus meme at the end. You know, the bonus scene with um, Samuel Jackson. Yeah. You're waiting for that scene. That leads on to the next movie, like. Well, that always does with Marvel, but yeah, um, if people haven't seen it, there's yeah, always, an extra, always scene. an extra scene at the end. After all the credits, so you have to sit through all the credits. 
But in this one, I would encourage you just to see it anyway. Um, like, the number of people is just mind-blowing. Like, trying to just picture them in, like, a stadium or something. They'd probably, you know, like, to be loads. Like, it's just, it's hard to wrap your head around the number of people that are listed there. Mm-hmm. And, like, I think the majority of them are, are special effects people. Yeah, because the movie is pretty much all special effects. Yeah. But I think, to be fair, because of that, it's difficult to do a good job. But I think they do a good job. They do, yeah. I'm not saying at all, like, I'm not knocking what they do. I, I couldn't do computer animation like that. You know, I wouldn't know where to begin with that stuff. But it's just, you know, you know when you get it right, and you know when you when it's just, it doesn't look great, you know? like Yeah, well, there was bits of it that didn't. But, like, I think you're bound to have that with animation, with, with that sort of thing. Because you're, you're trying to incorporate real-life things with completely computer-generated things. Yeah. And, like, sometimes there's slight clashes, and you kind of just ignore it for the sake of the film. But does it not break you out of that? Like, when It does I... a little bit. Like, the, the only time, though, that it really bothered me was, like, whatever about the suits and all that stuff, you can just put that down to, like, it's good technology, it's whatever, it looks kind of different because I it's not it made way... of cotton or whatever, right? I wish there was a way they could actually make it uh, some part more physical. I don't know if the, the green... Screen I, stuff that they use could be more mechanical or mm, something they actually wear yeah. rather than just on and off because things you know well, like, there is some sort of mask though he doesn't just pretend to take a mask off yeah he is wearing something like or the Tony Stark stuff like you know just the outfits you can tell they're animated I wonder is there anything they can do that makes it look a bit more physical like even if they had somebody I think side. it looks pretty like to be honest I think it looks pretty good and that that isn't an issue for me at all because as well. You're dealing with a lot of spacey things that are going to have to be animated as well. And I know that. Um, and that all kind of fits in well. It's just at the very end, the bit that kind of annoyed me was you see, you know, Mark Ruffalo, you know, um, Bruce Banner. Mm-hmm. He's in that big uh, costume and he's in amongst the trees and stuff. Yeah. And at that point, it's a bit of blur and it's like kind of a botched job. Like a bit. floating head. Like, yeah, it was it wasn't great, like, and that kind of takes you out of it a bit. And that was my problem with the animation stuff. I don't know if I'm just extra sensitive to that stuff than you would be, but it just totally took me out of that movie. Like, I wanted to enjoy it from the very beginning, you know, because like it was, people are always saying, "Oh, it's a great movie," and mm-hmm. you know, this and that happens in it. And I was hoping that it would be the one to change my opinion, but yeah. just I got totally taken out of it again because, like, but that was that was the only thing for me. That was at the very end as well, so. You know, but for me, throughout, like at the very start, uh, Thor has like this metal stuff wrapped around his face, mm-hmm. and like it floats as he's moving. Like the computer animation is like it's off, but it's off enough that it shook my concentration. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because like as well, you know, who's in this film? Uh, you might not know. Um, obviously, Peter Dinklage makes an appearance as a giant, which is kind of ironic. Yeah. But, as well, um, Tom Von Lohr butcher that name Tom Von Lawler um, the fella that was in Love Hate he's kind of the kind of looks like Voldemort guy he's the guy who wrapped Thor's mouth in that metal so okay. who had like ridiculous powers and mm-hmm. he's the one that got shot out of the spaceship because of um, they were saving Iron Man uh, yeah Iron Man shot the hole in the side of the thing and they saved Spider-Man Doctor Strange or Doctor Strange yeah 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 so, Spider-Man was involved in that. Yeah. That's why I was getting confused. He's that character. Okay. I thought he was actually pretty good as well. Like, yeah. you couldn't recognise him at all. What I liked about that is I didn't know it was him and he didn't look like himself. Yeah. 
But he has a kind of baldy kind of Voldemort look at him. Anyway, but it wasn't a recognisable one. It looks more like suited to Game of Thrones than that kind of stuff. They could have done... Yeah. If Marvel decided to do fantasy and they use that kind of character type, it'd be great. Like, you know, it'd be whole... It, like, it wouldn't even be a universe that exists for Marvel. But if they did decide to go down something like Game of Thrones or Lord of the Rings... They could make a TV series. Something. They could make a lot of movies. They have Marvel TV series. Because I'm sure their team of writers could produce a pretty good fantasy story like you know the Stephen King that doesn't movies. necessarily have to be in the Marvel Universe no like it could be a brand new thing you know yeah. like um, like Game of Thrones Lord of the Rings or you know there's a Stephen King series called The Dark Tower yeah. There's they made a movie of one but it's like you know it's nothing like the books but uh, yeah just kind of they could do a brilliant fantasy universe and I think if they use that character type as an example to begin with it would be very cool but that's a different taste of conversation but wouldn't do well. you know wouldn't it be silly of them to abandon the kind of Marvel Universe thing they, as it's kind of a massive cash cow? But they it's, have so much money, they could go on and keep doing both. Yeah, it's true. Like, Because um, I'm sure there's people who are into fantasy stuff more than Marvel stuff, but if Marvel started to do fantasy, um, they'd get a whole new audience because people would be like, actually, this is pretty good. I've never actually seen this story before. It's not but a But book. I mean, you, you could say that about anything. I mean, Marvel probably could do anything of any genre pretty well like you could say why don't Marvel start making comedies why don't Marvel start making horror films Mm -hmm. like they probably could and they probably that is another audience that they would get but they're in the 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 business of making blockbuster films for like the masses of people and they don't have to go after niche markets but fantasy is not a niche market it's massive it is massive but I don't know anything bigger than Marvel at the minute Marvel's bigger than than everything Mm-hmm. so they don't need to kind of chase niches yeah but they wouldn't be chasing it it'd just be like you know I'm sure there's people on the team in Marvel who are more into fantasy than comic books mm-hmm. you know it'd just be it's but just there's elements idea. of both like I mean the, the people that would like the Game of Thrones I think would have loved working on that character because mm-hmm. they can bring kind of whatever they want into the, the Marvel Universe they don't need to branch off and do something separately yeah. whereas they can incorporate it all into this one thing and it keeps getting enriched and enriched and enriched Mm-hmm. They keep getting richer, richer, richer. I'm so oh, glad I didn't hear a Dublin accent in it as with Tom Valdotter. Yeah, that would have totally dragged me out of it. I think he's English anyway. He was only putting on a Dublin accent in Lofay. Okay. He's a, he's a good actor. Um, I don't research actors or anything like that past watching the actual movies or shows if you can't tell by listening to this. Yeah, no. I, I, I always think it would be just so cool to be an actor in a film like that. Because like, you'd be on set and you'd be... And just like you'd look like a clown doing like whatever movements or whatever and there's no special effects added but then they just make it look so cool like the number of people that went into the film only like a small 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 proportion of those people make it onto the screen and that's including like background people and all like that's such a small proportion compared to everyone behind the scenes the people behind the scenes make the people on the screen look like really good yeah, you think the actors are the main part of it, or the director, but like, there's a whole team. Like, you know, you took a few pictures. I think we'll put them up on, on the pretty much the the end result of this recording. Um, but you know, the bricks of names that you have, like, that's what made the movie, anyway, decent. It wasn't the actors. It wasn't the director. Like, you know, really, it was the work that those people put in. Yeah. The people you're talking about would make it up class on screen. But they're also the people you kind of dislike. Um, they're the people that wouldn't be involved in films you would prefer. Yeah, because I just, uh, you know, if a movie's going to, for me, I don't know, I just, I prefer the power of the actor to shine through in, in something rather than having to rely on CGI. 
I, I don't know. I just think based on the job that they had to do, um, based on like they had to do this mega film with all these big stars, even though you don't know some of them, half of them, but they are huge, huge stars, right? And they had so many different characters, like rich characters that they've built up over years um, into such like individual traits that they all have to kind of balance everything like that. Um, was a great job. Like, there wasn't much character development. Is your arm getting tired? Do you want to change? No. Hands? There wasn't much character development, but I think they just balanced it really well because it was, that to be kind of the main fear, I think, of most people going into it was the, how are they going to balance all of those, like, huge characters? And that you might end up with something like Suicide Squad. Yeah. Uh, where it's kind of a disaster and you don't balance any of them. It's just like a lot of introductions. Yeah. Whereas yeah. these have done the introduction over the last 10 years. They've put the groundwork in. And I think that's why this was, for me, a very, very good film. And I can understand why it's rated 9 out of 10. Okay. On average, by people on IMDb. By, I'd say millions at this point of people that have seen it. If you're a fan of it. Yeah. If you're not a fan of it, like me, your opinion won't change that much. Because it's not what you go for. And, you know, you can argue and debate it, like we are. Okay, is it better than the average Marvel film that you would see? I just hate them all so much. But, you know, What's you could it? rate one a one, you could rate one a 1.1, but one is better than the other. They're all just one. They can't all be just the same. For me, they are. I hate them so but much. they're actual different films with different things. and So they couldn't all be just the same. The bloodier, the better. The more realistic, the better. So I don't know, whoever's the most realistic. I like, I don't know, would I say The Punisher? I kind of like The Punisher, but, you know, not so much. Like, you know, just the whole the whole thing can just, like, stay where it is. Like, I just, I wouldn't go near it. And I don't go in for blockbuster things. I don't go in for big names. I go in for something that really appeals to me and really attracts me because I'm interested in it or it draws on something that I want to see on screen or that I have been through myself mm. or something I can identify with. I don't go for, oh, it's the most recent thing. There's amazing names in it. I have to go and see it. I don't go for that shit. So I what? can't rate any of these superhero movies. I'm not qualified to because I have no like for them. Okay. But you are qualified to because, you know, everyone's entitled to an opinion. But I, I, my opinion just because your opinion differs from the kind of mass opinion doesn't mean it's not any less valid. But um, it kind of is to people who are fans of it because you'd instantly discount somebody who says, I fucking hate all them. Well, I don't think you should because, I mean... Like, no one opinion should shape your own opinion. Like, I feel like you, the listener of this podcast, can listen to what we're talking about, take some of each of our points on board, mm -hmm. and then obviously weigh that against what you think already and kind of see, okay, well, I kind of agree with that point. I do see where Ross is coming from with that point, but I do really like the film, or I see where Ryan's coming from with that, but I, I just don't like this film very much. You should, like, it should be your value system at the core of it with, you know, the ability to see other people's perspectives, not just kind of be in your own bubble and just kind of have a confirmation bias, only listening to people that are all on board of it if, if you're on board and only listen to people who are all against it if you're against it. Mm -hmm. But that's no good to anyone. And, you know, you don't learn anything about films or, or yourself or anything in life. If you just kind of have that confirmation bias, you have to be able to see both sides of, of something. Even if you don't agree with it, what parts of it don't you agree with? 
why don't you agree with it? You know, and then you kind of have to play that game in your head. But I feel like it's valuable to do that. You know, so I, that's why I, I kind of was really wanting to do this as the second podcast. Like, we've taken a long break from since the first one. Um, it's on YouTube. And it's been, been sitting there. But, like, you know, that's for that reason, for the kind of conflict of of interest, if you will, on this film, is why I wanted to, to kind of reopen it back up again for discussion. Because mm-hmm. there is a discussion to be had on both polar opposites of this film. Yeah, and I'm not being... I hope it doesn't come across like that, that I'm being, like, you know, I'm using confirmation bias or, like, you know, I go in with my opinions shaped already. I, As I said, I wanted to go in and love this movie and be back interested in the Marvel stuff. And I really wanted that. You know, like, I want to go and see the Venom movie, if that's any consolation to you, because I like Tom Hardy and I like that Venom is a villain and he's getting his own movie. I will go and watch that. You but, but maybe that's different to the just happy superhero movies, you know, where you know Spider-Man's going to win or, you know, this or that is going to win. You know, with Venom, it'll be darker and deeper because, and I just like Tom Hardy anyway. Like, I will give that a shot. But, but see, the thing is, this universe, this crap, this really this film like we've just seen, Infinity War, isn't this happy-go-lucky film? Mm-hmm. It's pretty dark. If you take for face value the deaths that happen, trillions of people die in this film. Technically, none that you really see, I suppose, like they're background characters. But, but trillions of people die. If you can pretend that that is reality, so we're told, then you know there's quite heavy, quite dark in that sense. Um, it wasn't though, but there's a lot of deaths in it, and that the evil guy kind of wins. But no, in he, this film, he sits there on a porch. That's what. It, well, that's the, what he said he wanted to do. He clicks his fingers, the end? kills half the population, and then sits and watches the sunrise on a grateful universe. It's something like that. That's what he said. Mm-hmm. Um, I just thought it was interesting, like, especially with him. Like I made the point before, but it, he kind of had the attitude where, like. It takes the strongest people to make the hard decisions and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think that is true to a degree. And you can relate that to real life. And, you know, there was a human element to him, to his thought process. Because you do have kind of fucked up people in the world mm-hmm. um, who think like that, you know. And you mentioned, like, Hitler and stuff. like um, That was pretty much, that seemed like the archetype for him. Huge, yeah. huge army eradicate all these people so you can save or spare food for the majority. But I think unlike Hitler, he's, he's nearly more... You can agree with him a lot more because in Hitler's case, it's obviously killing certain people, like genocide of a certain group of people. just killing everybody. But this, like he said, so yeah, better. this is literally unbiased kind of genocide where it's so rich and poor. It's just 50-50. It's just a fair half a chance everyone gets. fair? Well, it's, there's nothing given you more of a chance of living than me. You know, so it's it's well, literally he, a fair 50-50 click. It could be anyone. But he is getting to decide, so even that's unfair. He doesn't decide who, though. He just decides half. But he, and he has, doesn't. he doesn't have a choice. He decides that people can be killed. So is that not enough for you to say, hang on, you know? But see, his point is, if if it's left the way it is, who, everyone dies. Who so he's him? actually saving half the people. But who put him in charge? He, no one put him in charge, but... He's deciding to take it upon himself because no one's el- no one else is willing to. So his point is, is you can leave it and let everyone live for now. 
but ultimately that that leads to everyone perishing because there's not enough resources to go around for the growing 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 population which is like it's kind of a worry on earth as well mm-hmm. you know like that's people talk about well how much like can the population grow and how much resources do we have and you know how many people can you feed um but like he takes it into his own hands because essentially in his own way and it may be true he's saving whoever stays alive by killing the other half because if he left everyone go after some years there'd be nothing left and all life would cease to exist so he's saving life by kind of stemming its growth and balancing it as he says so can you, you can see from that perspective, it makes some sense. And I, get, you, I think I, that makes it a bit deeper. I like get your point. It's just evil for the sake of being evil. I get your point. I get where you're coming from. But that brings me on to another point. Uh, you know, like cursing in the Marvel Universe. Someone should just tell Thanos to fuck off. And Samuel L. Jackson at the end of the movie should be able to say motherfucker. And, you he know, would have if he didn't. No, but, the, you know, if Marvel <laughs> want to be dark and they want to be edgy... Let your fucking characters But see, the problem is, you curse. That brings the age rating up one. I'd watch an 18s Marvel movie. That would be class. I oh, no, that would that. be class. I would love an 18s Marvel movie. It would be the same story arcs and shit, but they just curse, and you'd like that. No, no, where there's blood, and there's sex, and there's, like, you know, even go as far as, like, just the dark shit, like, to really make a dark movie, like, rape, and all that kind of stuff. Do what Judge Dredd shows, and I'll watch a Marvel movie. Make it very dark, and then I'll get into it. Chris Pratt gave the middle finger. He kind of said, fuck you. Yeah, but he didn't say it. <laughs> but he gestured it, which is, which is even more effective. That, that, that transcends language. But then some countries have to compliment. <laughs> the, the, the gesture, it doesn't matter if you're saying it in Chinese, English, you know, German. Everyone knows what the middle finger means. And Thanos knew. And so our, I think that's even better than saying fuck you. In a our, way. Uh, our superhero got a mention in the movie, or it was implied <laughs> in the movie. <laughs> so uh, before we went to the movie... Uh, me and Ryan were having pizza, uh, just chatting the shite, and then we came up with a superhero idea. Do you want to tell people? Well, it's called Movemento. <laughs> Movemento was someone who, if he works in a bank, right? Well, and his site is based on movement. His site is based on movement, so it was like it'd be bad to have this superpower. It's more of a super disability yeah. than a superpower, and it was like essentially he could only see things that moved. So, <laughs> if something stayed still, it would disappear in his eyes. He couldn't see his house because it doesn't move. He couldn't see his dinner in front of him because it doesn't move. So he'd have to keep rattling things to kind of see them still. It was yeah. really, it's kind of a dumb, dumb idea, <laughs> born what? out of absolute shite talk. Um, yeah, but like the the reason he got a, a mention in that is because I'm good friends with uh, Batista, who was playing. Uh, <laughs> who's he playing? Drax. Drax, okay. Stupid name. But he's there eating nuts and then says, like, you know, how long, like, you know, nobody spots him in the room. I don't know how they didn't fucking spot him. It was him. kind of a, a sentimental scene. And then they break it with the comedy, like we were saying. Like they shouldn't have. And then he's there eating nuts and he's saying, like, you know, something about, like, oh, I don't move. Uh, and then... If I don't move, they won't see me. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm invisible now. And then, like, you know, of course, that was our movemento movemento that was the whole thing yeah so that was uh, that was good we got to mention in Marvel yeah, so we're in the Marvel Universe now technically yeah. you know well our characters like everyone laughed at that uh, 
joke. I laughed at Movemento. I didn't laugh at the joke in the movie. Uh, it was it was based on upon the same line of comedy though. You clearly didn't look over at my side of the the seats because like I had my head in my hands when these jokes were being. I thought you just were laughing so hard. You were trying to contain yourself. No, see if I did that, you'd smell a load of shit or piss run down with it. Okay. <laughs> It'd be that funny. Oh. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Good thing podcasts don't come with smell. Yeah. <laughs> smell audio. Uh, that probably will happen in the future. Like, you'll be able to create certain smells. And smell them in your ears. Mm. <laughs> but, like, I don't know. I, if you had to give it... Would you recommend a random person to see this film? No. Like, if you've seen someone on the street, would you yeah. say, you should see it or you shouldn't see it? You shouldn't no. see it. Why? It's not my thing. I would never want to go to another superhero movie ever again. But you just said you'd go to Venom. Which I know isn't a superhero, it's a villain. Yeah, the villains always interested me more. But even as a kid, I'd want the villain stuff more than I'd want the good guy stuff. And it's true now. So do you, are you a fan of Thanos then? No. That whole thing can go and try. He's pretty... He's a, one of the best villains. He's been the most successful of any I've ever seen. Yeah. Okay. So that's the point of being a villain Was the villain always leaves an opening and he, he they're always complacent and they're always dumb whereas he isn't is it Kevin Bridges did he play him wasn't he he looks like Josh Brolin is going to be the new, the new Deadpool movie Um, as Cable I think Kevin Bridges played Thanos I don't know like or who was he in he was in the first Iron Man as a bad guy I think you or Jeff Bridges Jeff Bridges was first in the first Iron Man, but I don't know the the dude. Yeah, but the voice kind of reminded me of him. I have no idea who played Thanos in the movie. Like you know, you know, I'm not sure if it was this person, but it would have been good if it was, and I think it would have sounded cool. It was your man, what's his name? The heavy set fellow. Oh, I just had his name in my head. Which heavy set fellow? He's in uh, Hangover Three. Zach Galifianakis. No, no, no. He's the old guy. Uh, He's in the, the Big Lebowski as well. He's John the other, Goodman. John Goodman. Yeah. If John Goodman played it, Thanos. Thanos. Then the 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 accent alone would have made him like, you know, that even the cool villain. Then. Yeah. I I don't know who played him because it might it could be him with altered voice. I'm not actually sure who who was Thanos's voice. Yeah. See what I mean? Like on this podcast, but it doesn't. Getting... It does not matter though. In a, essentially, because it. It doesn't matter who the voice was. It just matters what happened. Yeah. You're well, getting top information on this podcast. No, on this podcast, you're getting just opinion. It's not research or no anything. No facts. Like, it's literally, we're out of the cinema and you're getting the podcast. Yeah. Like, you know. No research was done. Initial reactions. And I'm sure over the next day or two, I might come over and say, like, you know, actually, I, love, I actually enjoyed those bits. Or I hated those bits. And Ryan might do the same. Is there any parts you actually enjoyed? Of the, of the two and a half hours, <laughs> which parts weren't painful to sit through for you? Um, there has to have been some of it it couldn't have been all bad it wasn't a zero out of ten I'm sure there wasn't like I like the bit where the shield opens up over the Black Panther's place mm. and all those monsters come in but I wanted them to kill one of the main characters you see nobody main died and I wanted those little vicious things to, to kill one of the main characters well they caused um, Vision to die the guy with the stone on the side caused him to die well they did because it drew, drew your one away who was protecting him and then they right. got to him before she could remove it. They got the assist. Yeah. But that's all they were ever going to do. They were goal hatching. That's all they were ever going to do. 
But you like that part, right? Any other parts? I just... Uh, the bad guys need to win more. And, the, you know? like, they've just won and you're still... But he hasn't won it. He sat down on the porch. Yeah, that's victory to him. That's he what he said off. victory was. He's done what he achieved. Listen, victory isn't that. That's what he literally outlined as his victory. He wants to snap his fingers, kill half the world, sit and watch the sunrise, you know, mm-hmm. and a grateful universe, whatever. His, yeah. his line was. I really... And he did that. And that was the end. And that So he had his closure. But obviously we know there's more to come. Obviously. But that is his... Kind of like, that was his moment, like, I've done it. I think the Hulk is going to have a huge part in the next one because there was this whole struggle going on in your man, the guy who plays him, to actually Hulk up. Yeah. I, think, I think the next movie is going to be heavy saturation with the Hulk because, like, you know, there's all this stuff of him trying to, like, just it's get angry. And, yeah, so I, I bet there'll be a lot of the Hulk in the next one. That's just a thought I just had come into my head. Well, there'll be a lot of... All the characters that are left, obviously, because there has to be. Do you think that, though? Because there was... No... Oh, there, there's definitely something going on. There's a few questions that left uh, remain unanswered. Like, um, like, like I, th- yeah. I thought a lot of the interesting part came from Doctor Strange looked at alternate kind of endings, alternate futures. There was only one, he said, out of 14 billion or something, 14 yeah. million, that actually worked out. Clearly, that's the one that they've done. So, it must be that the only way that they win is Tony Stark has to be alive. You know what I mean? In terms of, he said it's the stone first or whatever, but he looked at all the alternate realities and there's only one that worked and he has to keep Tony Stark alive. So, in the next film, that obviously leads to them getting it back somehow. Yeah. So, my issue, I had like a few. If he could reverse time, could he not have gone back like three days and said, listen, we actually just need to destroy this stone because he's going to get them all. Or could he not go back to, and kill baby Thanos? Yeah, even, even, yeah. And then as well, could would you, he... Would you kill baby Hitler? That's the thing. He's not evil when he's a baby. He gets influenced into being evil. Well, if he knew he's going to be, I'd kill him. I would just kind of snatch him, I'd say, and bring him, raise him up somewhere else and then he wouldn't turn it. I think it's... You know, it's that whole nature versus nurture thing. Dr. Strange should have went Are back born... and killed Thanos. Yeah, but see, I don't know if... I don't know enough about him, to be honest, that I... I don't think he can do that. You know, like, I don't think his power is that mm-hmm. much that he can. And I think he's automatically the most powerful person ever. If you control time, which is everything, mm-hmm. then that's pretty much OP. Like, you can't beat... You can't beat that at all. Yeah, so I don't think he can go back... Uh, that far but obviously your man turns it back at the end to recover the last stone from being broke so you can turn it back a little bit but I'm saying would he not turn it back slightly and break one of the stones but then again, then again all the questions get answered by he's looked at all of the different possibilities and the only one that's going to work is the one that has happened mm-hmm. the other kind of one that remains unanswered is obviously the Hulk what's going on there and you have the Black Panther's sister in Wakanda was trying to undo the, the lad's vision stone yeah. from his head. It wasn't clear whether she actually got that 100% complete or not. It looked like she was just about to be done and then your man broke in. We don't know what happened there. Was was it not finished? Was it finished? There's probably something going on there where that stone is like illegitimate or something and it was half broken, half whatever. Yeah. So there's a few like questions there. Like if you see it again, 
if you went back and watched it for a second time, you'd pick up on a few things that like, okay, like that's something to think about for the next one. And something like, I'm waiting for. To these happen. could be clues. Like I'm waiting for, uh, you know, I, I just, if I was to guess, like, like you're saying, a few little questions are still hanging on there. Um, and uh, I was I was thinking of how easily Doctor Strange hands over that green stone that he has, mm. and he hands it over so easily. I'm wondering, like, is that some kind of booby trap or something like that? You know, or has he still got some kind of control, or is that a way back from where he dissipates to? Because if he can look forward, he'd be able to anticipate that. You know, just well, that. I, I think this, he was this so, is my point, though. He so willingly handed it over. Maybe, but I think that's the only. I think that's the only scenario that it can work out ultimately yeah so like he knows he gives him the stone everyone disappears but in part two because he's left tony stark alive because he's made that agreement tony stark will get with someone else who will kind of get everyone to undisappear yeah so that's the only way really to to win is to kind of take the loss up front for the long game Mm-hmm. You know, so. and also I have a question for you I'm trying to think who else I don't know if it's Ant-Man or not because he wasn't in this one mm-hmm. but who like a symbol comes up at the end of the movie and I don't have a clue who it is Um, have you heard anything? I think that is referring to a character called Captain Marvel okay. who is I, I believe now I, I don't know enough about it Um, I don't know the symbol or anything yeah so to the comic book readers um, I think they would know it and they would have got super excited about that but so that's the person that's obviously going to save everything in the next film and I believe that's Marvel's answer to Wonder Woman Captain Marvel okay. I think it's a woman I'm not 100% on that but as far as I know I, I know it's Captain Marvel but I I don't know what the powers are there or what the situation is there that's a character that hasn't been introduced to the cinema world of Marvel yet. Yeah. But it's obviously a big, big character in the universe overall mm-hmm. and in the comic books, obviously. And that will be played out, I'm sure, five, six, seven, eight thousand times in films to come after these yep. big films. Which is kind of what you're saying. It doesn't ever end. Yeah. But that's why I'm kind of, you know, this is the last superhero movie I really want to watch. Like, I watch Venom because it's not the generic superhero movie. I you know, think though, and I always loved Venom as a kid. Anyway, like, but you Suicide Squad was a disaster, right? Yeah, that was villains. So it, if well, that went that, well, it could have been good. If like I know I was saying this movie is very long, but Suicide Squad if it had another hour or something, or a, like it I felt rushed. It did. Something if they actually had substance rather than just introducing everybody and that's the end. Well, the the story as well was terrible. I don't remember Suicide the story. Was a like your woman disappears. I I don't remember any of that. Yeah, no, it was awful. You know when a movie grips you? Like, I remember the story of Infinity War. Because, like, I don't know if it was actually just well-written or, you know, whatever. But some reason, that grabs you. I don't know why Suicide Squad didn't exactly grab me, but like, mm-hmm. the character is, like, the villain is just, she kind of appears. Yeah, and then is defeated easily. Yeah, but it, there's no engagement, you know? Yeah. And that's no, why it's, it, all it was is a bunch of introductions. Yeah. But that's, that's but, DC trying to catch Marvel, because Marvel have built it properly. But they should like with DC, standalone films. DC should have just done their own thing, like just you know work on your stuff. Yeah, they should have done a Harley Quinn film and I a Joker film, and take then your time with it, and then do a what was the Cara Delevingne character film, 
Like, yeah. do a film of them all, like a backstory one. Yeah. Crocodile every, Bay and Every yeah. single one of them. And then you don't have to just, here's this one, here's this one, here's this one, here's this one. Well, They're all really cool, aren't they? Okay, bang. And the movie's over. Um, it's just... And they've wasted a lot of opportunity there as well because the introduction part is usually the really cool part. Yeah. Like, Tobey Maguire, yeah. Spider-Man 1. Which I liked because I was... Because that's... You're getting introduced to a character which is always the best part. And for me, movie. that... Like, Tobey Maguire was... Like, not not the Tobey Maguire thing but the actual movie that... Like, the first Spider-Man movie that I saw like that in the cinema. Like, a movie I recognised. Mm. Like, actually, I was going to see this movie. For, like, for such a big fan, though, of Tobey Maguire. It's not necessarily Tobey Maguire. I just... This first Spider-Man movie but it's, was so close to my heart, you know? But you jump ship when yeah. Tobey was there. Yeah. That's the famous line from, from our podcast. We're hoping to get t-shirts made, so if anybody yeah. gets something made for us, send it in to us. We'd love to see them. But... You love Tobey, but not enough to stay kind of on board for as long as he did. You know, like, you kind of... Well, the third one after, Well, the third, yeah, but... So that's why I stopped... The dedication to Tobey kind of, you know, went no, as well there. Tobey can go and fuck himself. Ooh. I like the first movie. Ooh. I like the first movie. You like the second one as well, I thought. It was okay. Like, you know, not as good as the first one. But, like, the way it was for the first one, I don't know. It's just close to my heart because uh, I love Willem Dafoe. I like Tobey Maguire's character in it. But also, I had only, up to that point, had, the, like, cartoons of Spider-Man to watch on TV and the PlayStation games to play. You know, and so to actually see something that I... And I had the action figures and stuff as well. And just loved that whole world and the X-Men cartoons as well. So to be able to actually see something like that that I'd been watching since I was a kid actually on screen with real people in it, mm. um, it was the closest thing you could get to real okay. at that stage. So so that's fair. And like I think that's the case for a lot of people. But it's a generational thing. Like That's my generation and we're finished with that. I'm finished with that anyway. Okay. But we'll say for... You mentioned X-Men. Mm-hmm. You don't like X-Men though. The same way that you, you enjoyed Spider-Man. No, I love the first X-Men movie as well. You do like the first X-Men as well? For the same reason, because it was brand new and I had never seen real people playing X-Men. And I thought the suits were awesome and the whole thing was like, you know, oh, I know him from the cartoons and, oh, that's class. Like, you know, I have action figures of him or I had a costume of Wolverine that yeah. I used to wear all the time. Yeah. So it's something I had as a kid and it was like, like, Jesus Christ, they're actually making a movie of that. That's so cool. But now it's just, it's like redundant, the whole thing. Yeah. You know? It's, so you, you think it kind of is a one one use type of thing? I think it's you have it as a kid and then you get your kind of release when you're grown up and that's kind of it's cool to have seen that thing made real but then after that it's like well I'm over it now but I think it'll be cool for the, like this generation of kids who are into it to see it but see but I'm done my with thing it. is is there even new comic books being made I don't know necessarily that there are comic books being made I'm sure video games people's first introduction to some of these superheroes or movies might be some of the first introductions but, you know, some kids are getting that feeling that I got when I saw the first Spider-Man movie and first X-Men movie. For Infinity War. Well, it could be Infinity War, it could be Captain America. I went to see that in the cinema as well years ago when, when this universe thing started, you know, they started building it up. Um, But yeah, I'm, you know, I'm all for kids finding these things and being like, you know, so excited about these first times to actually see these heroes made into movies on screen and all this kind of stuff. But you're against r- rinse and repeat. But doing it many times. I'm just not into it. Like, you know, for example, I know these two kids, um, I just, from, through work, um, and they, like, they're big into Pokemon, but they're talking about generations of Pokemon and stuff like that, but I was around, like, the original ones. I was a kid for the original ones, and they're talking about these other generations, and I'm like, you know, like, it was fun while it lasted, but it's similar to this superhero stuff. I just don't want it's to. It's gone go. beyond, you know. I just don't want it anymore. You know? Yeah. 
I prefer adult movies and grown-up things because I prefer that stuff now. Right. And that just has to be fair enough. And I won't fight about why or why I don't like superhero movies okay. because I'm past that stage. Okay. Um. So I just finish it off then by saying, like, regardless of kind of your overall rating, your opinion of superhero films in general, um, I suppose like I'm kind of let down a little bit that you didn't get more enjoyment from this one because I thought you would. So did I, and and I really wanted to come out of it like, oh, that was great. But I do feel, even still, like I'm the type of person that goes to the cinema ridiculously often, like way too often. Mm-hmm. I have a problem. <laughs> my but, name is Ryan. I'm an actor. Um, the one thing about films in general, and especially for films like that is it's a it's a great release from it's a great like break from yeah, from life for you know an hour or two hours you're sitting there two and a half you're just being entertained like it's just pure spectacle yeah and i think regardless of what you think of the storyline and the effects and stuff it's a great spectacle to see mm-hmm. so i feel like i wouldn't just tell someone straight up don't see it or do see it if you want to fill an afternoon and you're only going to watch YouTube videos or whatever, kind of just zombie TV, go and see this film because it's worth that escape. It's a it's a spectacle to see. And if you can relate to any of the characters in it or, you know, find any of it appealing to you or, you know, this person's cool, I like this, or it might get you interested in a certain thing going forward. And that might lead to other things, you know, that, that you would be interested in, in in other films or other activities or whatever. And that goes for all films. I would say you should go and see it. And I would... It is a 9 out of 10 on, on IMDb, like I say. I'd probably give it an 8 out of 10 as a film. Uh, the only thing dropping it at some points would be the fact that it is only, a, like, a part one of two. Mm-hmm. Um a couple of moments of CGI errors, like you say. But otherwise, I think the storyline was solid. I think they handled it really well. I think it was directed really well. Um, I think they did so much of it really well, and a lot of it like could have gone wrong. But it was huge, huge hype. And it's so rare that something of that magnitude of hype lives up to that hype. So I would say a solid... 8 out of 10, you should see this film. It should be a good escape for you on an evening where there's nothing else going on for you. What would you say? Um, yeah, I'd agree. It's better than Suicide Squad. Yeah, 8. You say 8 out of 10? Yeah. That's a big, big rating for you. Well, I'm thinking of, I really am thinking of if I brought a kid to see it, like, yeah, it was good. Because I'd enjoy them watching it. Mm-hmm. You know, for myself, I wouldn't go near it. But I'll give it an 8. Because I know people who would like to go and see it. So I won't ruin it for them. Okay. Alright, we'll end it there. Um, We have to promise the next one isn't going to be as long a part than the first one and this one. Yeah, we'll try our best to do something more correct. We found a new way of recording it. It's a lot easier. It's a lot less set up. We won't bore you Hopefully the quality isn't too bad. We're just kind of testing it out. So give us a bit of slack there. Um, But until then... We'll see you in the next one. Thank you for listening. Thanks, guys.